Hey you, welcome to Tea Talk, a space to share the therapy tea. I'm Shailene, your host, and I hope you'll join me each week as we sit down to share tips, stories, and conversations on getting better emotionally, recovering from trauma, and improving your overall quality of life. I want to remind everyone that even though podcasts can feel therapeutic, they are definitely not a replacement for therapy. Please, at any point, if you feel the need to take a break because the content is too heavy, please do that and take care of yourself. Also, if you're loving this podcast, please do me a favor and leave me a review, share your reflections with me on Instagram and share it with a friend who needs to hear it. All right. So I'm ready. You're ready. And we're friends now. So go ahead and sit down, cozy up, and let's get ready for today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by APS Housekeeping. It's Amanda and her awesome cleaning team. They come to my house every couple of weeks, and they also clean several of my friends' houses. And let me tell you, I convinced almost every single person who uses Amanda to use her services for their own mental health. Plus you're supporting another small women-owned business, so that's always a win-win. But one of the best decisions I made for my own mental health and self-care was hiring a house cleaner. Why? Because I have plenty of other things to do and more things that I want to be doing than spending time cleaning the house. So instead of cleaning the house, I'm doing things like getting more work done, spending time with my family, going for a longer walk, all because I have Amanda and her awesome, awesome team to come help me out with all of those other tasks. So sorry, friends, if you're not in the South Jersey area, this isn't benefiting you so much, but if you are, stop what you're doing right now and reach out to Amanda. Let her know that you heard her ad on TikTok and you'll get a 20% discount on your first service. You can reach Amanda at 609-998-1471 and you'll thank me later. Hey everyone, I'm back here with Justin Riley. You know, you're the first person I've had on here twice. Big deal. That is a lot of pressure. (laughs) (laughs) So Justin was on the first season of Tea Talk and we talked a lot about gratitude. A lot of people love that episode, by the way. It was a good one. People appreciated it. So feedback from that. That was cool. Yeah. So thanks for coming back. So we're having a different conversation this time. I'm I'm excited about it. Um, so this all started, by the way, we're recording in November and we had this conversation in June. This is like typical. (laughs) You know, Justin called me up and he was like, hey, why don't we have this um, episode? And I was like, sure, we can do it in November. And that's when I have some freedom (laughs) in the calendar. So we're dusting off our our, the archives of our mind a little bit. But what I recall happening, um, you had texted me and you said, you know, I, I have an idea about a conversation I think is important to have. And so I called you up. And I think what had happened was you had posted something. You usually post about gratitude and finding the good and trying to make meaning out of really hard things and stuff like that. And um, I think somebody commented on it and kind of like called you out for what they experienced as like it being toxic positivity and stuff. And so that's where the conversation had started with you. And do you remember the comment or what it was about? Yeah, because I I remember like the exact kind of thing it was about because it wasn't even a quote that like I had used. It was a quote that Carlina had used actually, like that we were like in that Reiki training and she was like, you know, just she was just talking about like, you know, taking the bad things that happened to us and trying to create some good from it. Right. And, you know, and all the comments, there was probably a bunch of comments, all of them co-signing it, loving it. Like, and then one person was just like, this is what's wrong with the yoga community. It's toxic positivity. Like, and they went into some, like, I don't want to say like abuse, like, I won't say the words that they said, but it was like, you wouldn't tell the person who like X just happened to, to like, be cool. Like you can use this for your betterment. Like they were like taking the, the, the comment completely out of the context that we were like talking about, or like, at least I was trying to like share from. Yeah. And like, I went back to that person and like knowing this person, right? Like knowing them, like from the yoga community and stuff, like, I know this person has had trauma. Mm -hmm. I know this person has gone through a lot of really, really difficult things that, you know, I could see you being triggered by a comment like that if you're sitting in that trauma space, you know what I mean? And so like, since it triggered me that someone challenged me on that, I had to take a step back and look at myself and go, okay, well, why is this triggering me? Well, let me talk to a person who's like- Let me call a professional. 
<laughs> yeah, let me call a professional in. No, but it was, you know, because the comment was, you know, what I was saying was just like, you know, just kind of going off of what Carlina said is like, you know, we're trying to take all these things that happen to us in life, these really bad things, and try to create something good out of it, no matter what it is. But sometimes we just need time. You know, like I took all the things that happened to me as a child and as a young man and all this stuff to eventually turn it into something good for myself. Right. Yeah. And so their, their comment was just basically just like how this, this is toxically positive. This is what's wrong with yoga nowadays is no one's, you know, like everyone's just touting all this good vibes only bullshit yeah. where mm-hmm. it's just like, Hey, I don't know if that's really the case. Like, I think we need to all have a bigger conversation about trauma, positivity, toxic masculinity, toxic positivity, toxic negative, like all yeah. of it is like, it's everything's getting pushed so far to the to the outskirts that no one's like coming back to this like balanced position. And that's why I figure, you know, you coming from a background of teaching trauma informed yoga, mm-hmm. shit you did that you did trauma informed yoga training at my studio mm-hmm. during my teacher training. You do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a regular person who isn't very trauma informed. So it's like, you know, I figure why don't we have a conversation yeah. about positivity, toxicity, like all that stuff in our wellness sphere. Yeah, definitely. I remember when we talked about it, first of all, I just know it doesn't feel good to get, there's this whole thing about like being called out versus like being called in. And I'm like loving reading about this and hearing more about this. I'm hearing more about it in like the anti-racism social justice space of like, I have fallen on the side of being someone who calls people out. Like, you shouldn't be like that. That's not okay. Because in my heart, I'm like, that's not right. And so you need to know that it's not right. Not realizing that that's not the way to do it. And the idea mm-hmm. of like calling people in, inviting people in, hey, I saw you made this post or even like messaging someone privately and saying, hey, I saw you yeah. made this post and I just didn't know if you wanted to have a conversation about it or consider the other side. Like, so the first thing is like, can we work on inviting people in like you did, you know, called me up. Hey, I think, because I think when we talked on the phone, you even said like, you and I might be on opposite sides of the spectrum in terms of what we think about this stuff. And can we talk about it and have a conversation about it? Because there might be things that I'm missing as opposed to, because it does feel really like shaming and not good to like be called out publicly in that way. How did you feel? Like what were your first, what was your first response? (laughs) Like, cause it couldn't have felt good. I know how it feels. Well, my first response is obviously like expletives, you know, because like, no, like anytime, you know, someone, especially for me personally, I'm kind of just like, you know, I don't know what your, your rating is, but I won't say anything like that. But it was just like, yeah, F you, like, who, who are you yeah. to, to, to say these things about me? But then I had to just take a, since it did trigger me, I'm like, okay, well, if it's triggering me, this is Something's there. trying to tell me something, something's there. So let me think about it for a second. Then I took it into context. I took her, I, since she didn't take my comment into context, I was trying to do what she didn't do, which is take her comment into context yeah. and read between the lines and try to put myself in her position. And, you know, then my comment back to her was really cordial and just like, Hey, I know you've been through a lot of things. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I don't think that you're taking this I, I took her example and was just like, hey, I would never do that in this situation. I would never take somebody who went through an extreme amount of trauma and say, hey, buck up. Yeah. You know, like right away. Like I like I wouldn't just grab somebody off the street who just went through an abusive relationship or sure. something like, oh, well, this is for your better. Like, what the hell, dude? Like right. that's, that's so insensitive of a human being to do that. So I told her that. I was like, obviously, I would never do that. You're taking what I'm saying out of context and you're putting it in a different context that fits your narrative right now, mm-hmm. which is trauma. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. because th- that's just- That's the lens. That's yeah, exactly. That's just the lens that they're seeing through is this trauma-based lens of like, everything needs to be like nerfed and we have to have very- you know, specific language at all times. And it's like, I was on, I was on Instagram. Like, it's not like I was in a yoga studio saying these things or doing these things. Like, but even in a yoga studio, like I talk about positivity and there could be, Mm -hmm. but that's something I would also like to talk about too, in like the yoga world, in the yoga room and stuff, but we can get to that later. But I was just like, Hey, you're taking what I'm saying out of context. Mm -hmm. But then I called her out and I was like, isn't this exactly what you've done though? Yeah. Like, with with your career, mm-hmm. you've taken the trauma that you've been through for the last however many years, mm-hmm. right? You've taken all that trauma and you've made 
a living off of it, mm-hmm. right? Because you've, you've done exactly what I'm telling people to do. So right. why is it bad that I tell them to do it? But when you do it, it's okay. True. Is it because you're the one who's experienced the trauma, right? Yeah. Like, so what, so when do we start to have, you know, self-reflection and, you know, wellness and stuff and stop calling everybody out and pointing our, our finger at everybody of like, you're saying things like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or it's not. It's hard. Like, yeah. And I think like the ways of how things are right now, partially because of social media and we're like, mm-hmm. have live access to everyone's thoughts, which we were never yeah. biologically, <laughs> we, we were, we're not, not like set up for that kind of thing, but we are, we're, we're catching everyone's thoughts live and everyone's freely sharing things more. And I think the culture is really now one of like being woke and you better say the right things. And if you don't say the right things, you're going to get canceled and then you're out. And even that is not in line with whatever we want to call it. Like if we we just talk about like collective healing, whatever that is, if it's like trauma from abuse, trauma from, a, you know, a yoga studio or a toxic environment or racism or any of those things, like working towards collective healing is not in the side of all or nothing. Like you screw up once and then that's it. It's about self-reflection and and making reparations and being curious and being willing to understand the other side. And so I think it puts people who have a platform, like whether you want it or not, in this position of how am I going to hold myself to the outside? And you know, how can I balance being genuine and talking about the things that I really want to talk about because that's who I am? With also knowing that these are the times where people are more likely going to be vocal about this stuff because it's just kind of like, what's going on? What were your thoughts about, I think we talked a little bit about this on the phone back then. I feel like you asked a question of like, what is my role as a teacher to like, how informed am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to know? Like, what were your thoughts on that? Well, let's be, that was also another reason why I wanted to like talk to you about it is like, where do we draw the line for a regular person who just teaches yoga to be trauma informed, you know, because it's something that's, that's just started to come up, you know, like in the last like few years. And, you know, like this is where me and you differ with, with the whole trauma thing, not saying we shouldn't be delicate with people who like need it, but we're also the only fitness professionals, quote unquote, that need to go through training like this. Like this is, this is something that's been very, very new. So it's like, I think sometimes yoga teachers have it a little bit harder because it's like we're like a de facto therapist sometimes or we're like supposed to be like kind of like walking this really fine line of like guru bullshit and it's like yeah no this is most of us are just normal people who just want to make other people feel good Mm -hmm. right and like if that's all we want out of it then that's all we should be we shouldn't have yeah exactly Mm -hmm. like i i think we have we have to like as a wellness community have to kind of draw a line of like what we expect from like a regular person who's just a yoga teacher, like just because you get the title of yoga teacher doesn't make you pious. It doesn't make you any better than any anybody else. Yeah, I think that if like you're just a normal teacher teaching at a regular yoga studio, like you should be aware of your words. You should be aware of your body. You should be aware of like touching people. Like mm-hmm. you should have these like basic levels of awareness. But then after that, it's like, I don't want to sound heartless, but it's like your triggers are your problem, not mine. You know, like, and like Mm -hmm. not to be like really in your, like that can sound really harsh, but like I've dealt with people who, who are in recovery and it's like, they, they expect everyone to dance around their recovery. And it's Mm -hmm. like, your recovery is your issue. Yeah. Like, like, like if you come and speak to me about it and you say, Hey man, when you do this, like this makes me, if we have a conversation, that's fine. Right. But it's like, if you're going to a regular yoga class, it's not your yoga teacher's Right, like having a sweeping expectation that everyone's going to fit into what your plan is or what your needs are at that point. No, I think you're totally totally right on that. And I think, you know, what's interesting to me, I've said this before at other trainings. I recently did a training with Balance Planet. Yeah. And it's funny because when I do these trainings, I've done them more over the years. Your classes are the classes that I reference most in terms of being trauma-informed but not really realizing that that's happening. So like, what are the main things that are required in being trauma informed? And it's, it's funny, but it's, it's funny that it's so simple, but it's also sad that it's so simple (laughs) that these are things that I have to teach to. So like the big thing that I, that I, that I always reference is like, okay, so what does it mean to be a trauma informed teacher? And even the words trauma informed, it's like so overused and blanket terms. It's like, what does that even mean? You could read a book and 
like, okay, I'm informed. I now know something about trauma, but there's no measurement of like what that actually means for a class. Ideally, all yoga studios are trauma informed because that basically, in its like simplest sense, can mean that like they pay attention to very basic things that involve like yeah. providing a service to another human, right? And so the yeah. smallest thing that a lot of yoga teachers miss is like acknowledging people when they come into the room. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm talking yeah. basics, man. I'm talking yeah. like, do you say hi to students when they come in? Do you acknowledge yeah. that a human has come into your space? Are you respecting the fact that like another person just came into your space? If you don't, yeah. that's not super informed. It's also super not being a good human. Like just Absolutely, acknowledge yeah. that other people are there, right? Yeah. And then like touching people. Yeah, like having policies or having some level of regularity so people know if they're gonna get touched. Like, yeah, you know, just like knowing these things. So there's not, I don't think there are many things that you're, I don't really think there's much at all that I can think of that your studio in the classes that I've been to are not in line with being trauma informed. There are some times when you're like joking about smoking or drinking and it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like yeah. I wouldn't, um, you know, for, but I think that's the same thing. It's like someone who is, so what are people looking for when they come to yoga, whether we like it or not as yoga teachers, like people are coming because they want to get a good workout. Cause I heard this was a good class. Like, cause they want to learn how to do a handstand, but people are coming because maybe they're not going to therapy. Maybe they don't even know that they're all, like they're messed up or jacked up. And I, I hear like a lot of people's stories. I'm sure you have too. What brought you here? I was going through a breakup and someone told me that I should come to yoga. You know what I mean? And the unofficial therapist part about yoga teachers, I think that's so true. It's not just yoga teachers, like bartenders, hairdressers, like the people oh, yeah. where you're sitting there and you have space with somebody, you kind of set up to have this relationship with people where you're like, oh, wait, I don't know if this yeah, is yeah, actually this is outside my pay grade. <laughs> yeah. Like this is totally not what I'm talking about. And, 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 you know, unfortunately, I think that the yoga community in itself has unfortunately done some damage to people in ways where it sets them up to be like praising their teachers and just like worshiping the grounds that they walk on. And yeah. so then when you do go to a studio, that's like, quote unquote, just a regular, normal hey, we just come together, we do yoga, we try to be grateful, we meditate, we move. And that's pretty much it. Like, I think that kind of like mess it, it messes with people's lens, basically, because yeah, they yeah. come in and they've gone to this other studio where they've got these altars set up and they've got this guru there. And the guru is somebody that was like previously accused for abusing people. It's like, what <laughs> like happens all the it time. It does happen all the time. And so it's really wild to think about because Again, it's like this was just supposed to be something normal and fun and like positive that can bring everybody together. So those are like my just random initial thoughts about some of the things that you said that it's like, I think that people in their mind can build it up to be this great thing. But the principle of it is really following the principles of yoga, like do no harm, right? And so if I'm, if I'm working to do no harm, then I'm going to do things like be welcoming to someone. I'm going to like just treat them like a good, like a person. Also, yeah. while knowing, yeah, that you're not, there's not so, you know, if you're teaching a class and you know, okay, I'm going to go teach a, a class in a prison or something, there are yeah. going to be some things that you're going to be mindful yeah. of. But if you're at your studio and you're teaching general classes, I mean, like you could say the word orange juice or something, and that could and, be triggering. Yeah, it could for triggering. Me. Yep. Yeah. You know, so it is I tricky. Learned, that's something I learned when I was going to teach some people who were in the military and, one of my friends like who teaches yoga, who was in the military was like, Hey, you need to like kind of watch um, the language that you use with mm -hmm. them because they're used to somebody being like real drill instructor. Like, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like, I don't want to say like, that's my, my way of teaching, but like I do, I try to have like more of a commanding presence yeah. mm -hmm. and they were like, sometimes it's better if you have like a, like a soft invitation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So instead of being so like, boot campy right justin can you mm -hmm. just back it off and just be a little bit softer in the language that you're using with right. them because it might be triggering to them mm -hmm. because of just all the things that they've been through you know right. and so you know i think as teachers it's good for us to like i always just go back my default is just like yoga philosophy like mm -hmm. yoga philosophy like 101 like mm -hmm. if we just go back to that stuff and we look at if someone's coming into the room and you're a yoga teacher if you're just trying to embody the philosophy of yoga, then like you should be good. Right. Like it shouldn't have to be a lot of other things that you have to put into your repertoire because mm -hmm. part of this conversation I want to have is I'm hoping other yoga teachers hear it and start to like 
maybe open up a little bit because I find that they might feel um, like stunted to voice themselves a little bit or to be, 100%. I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say like, like confrontational about dealing with people with trauma or dealing with people who have whatever issues, alcoholism, whatever. We don't have to be confrontational about it. You just have to be caring about the people that come into the room. Right. You just have to respect them. You just have to see them, hold space for them and whatever they're going through. And it's not your job to fix them. Right. I think that's a really huge thing for us to realize as yoga teachers is we're not fixers at all. We're letting the yoga do the work. That was like something that I learned in my first training and my and the YTT that I did over a decade ago was like, if we could just show up and just literally teach yoga and yoga will do the work. You do not need to do anything else that's spectacular. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be a sage or a guru or have everything memorized. I could literally just have people come in be myself, not give a Dharma talk, teach yoga. And they might have the same exact experience that if I would have given them a really good Dharma talk, because the mm-hmm. yoga does what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So like, I think I, I, part of this conversation is I wanted to have it. So hopefully another yoga teacher could hear it and just think, okay, I don't have to like, you don't have to do a lot. It doesn't have to be per- a lot. No. And in, 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 in many ways, it's like, yeah, like do, in many ways it's do it's doing less. Like, you know, if you're yeah. worried about, what kind of music is playing? Play less music or play music with less words or something like that. If you're worried about touching people, don't touch them. If you're worried about, you know what I mean? Like if, if you're worried I about- I was like, once all these guys were coming out getting like charges pressed again, plus you hurt people. Like that was yeah, the first reason why I there were injuries that were happening. And at the end of the day, like when you think of the the basic tenant of like asking somebody, hey, is it okay if I help you? That's just yeah. a common- why would we not do that? You know what I mean? Well, one thing that you talked about was like going back and learning in YTT. And I want to spend a little bit of time on that because I actually think that YTT programs can do a much better job of not putting people through. Like, again, I don't want to use the word trauma lightly, but like it just felt very, um, I don't know if this is the right word, exploitive. Like, why are we doing all of this like deep? I get that you need to reflect but there were many things where it's like, and I've it crosses actually, the line, way crosses the line. And so again, Absolutely. it's like it's like why are people, why are yoga students, why are yoga teachers, why are people getting confused? Let's start with the first level of teaching, where some people in in certain programs are being told things like you need to approach your abuser, and, and I'm like, like, who, what? like who are you to give like, that advice? What in like, the world? Yeah, that's not advice that a yoga teacher of any caliber. I don't care if you've been teaching for 20 years, you shouldn't tell somebody, oh, you should approach this person that abused you. Who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. Like, like you're not, you're not a trained therapist. You have no clinical background. You have no schooling other than what doing yoga. Like that gives you no, like, that, like seriously, that doesn't give you, like, I wouldn't even tell somebody that I'm close to that. Yeah. I would go, you need to talk to a therapist. You need to talk to a professional yeah, I think before that- you start like, like confronting people who have hurt you. Yeah. I think that the yoga teacher training programs, I mean, again, I, and I can't speak to each individual one, but I just feel like they do honestly, like they do a lot of emotional damage. I think people that I've heard it before Shay, where people will go like in their training, they were like, Oh, we're here to break you down so we can lift you back up again. And I'm like, what? Aren't people already broken down enough? Like, why are we breaking them? Yes. More? Also, didn't I pay like two thousand dollars for this? Yeah. No thing. Like, I'll get broken down in my yeah, personal well, life. I don't need. Like, I don't need to pay anybody to do this. I know. In my training, personally, my whole goal was to like just be their cheerleader and make them feel like they could kick ass and yeah. be great teachers, like out of the gate. Like that's because I was a part. Of, luckily, I've been a part of really, really amazing trainings where most of the the lead instructors were not about that 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 aspect of it that aspect of oh we want to like really crack you open like no dude like these people are already cracked open that's why they're here right like they they went from being you know hey i want to go to yoga because maybe i want to work out like you said earlier maybe i got some stuff going on i got a breakup i got some issues yoga makes me feel clearer i can deal with these problems a little bit more appropriately i can't afford therapy so this is a a way for me to go and meditate find space Mm -hmm. And not think that that teacher is going to have answers. So they already are going to a yoga class because they're hurt. And then they're like, oh, I really love this. I would love to share this with another person. And mm-hmm. then they sign up for a YTT. So it's like they they went from being weird to like super weird. Like now you <laughs> really want to get weird. So why on earth will we like bring them in and destroy them? 
Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's never made sense to me. It, it's, I think it's counterintuitive and more times than not, those teachers will quit because they don't even, they don't feel, they don't feel safe anymore because the, now the yoga training has traumatized them. So they don't even want to be a teacher now. And yeah. it's like, it's sad because they could be really, really amazing at what they're doing. They could be using what they went through prior to yoga as a way to heal themselves and see other people and make those people feel validated and help them in some small way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, the training screwed it up because they spent so much time breaking them down. So like, why? The people are already hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do we have to do That's more That's why I feel like the word, I don't know if I'm saying the word, like, but it feels exploit, exploitive, exploiting. Like you're taking someone who's really vulnerable and then kind of like taking advantage of that part. And there's also like this element of you talked about in your training, trying to get people to feel really empowered and really lifted up. And I just felt like there was a lot of like making you second guess yourself. Like if you ask, like it didn't feel like you should ask questions. And if you did, it was like some weird ass answer. Like, well, you don't question those things. And I'm like, like, no, but I legitimately have a question. Like how, why is it like this? Or When they ask you a question back, that's when you know that they don't know the answer. It's like, yeah. if you ask the question and they're like, well, how does that make you feel? What does that trigger in you? It's like, well, hold on. Like, I, I, I just need help right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, can like, you just, can you just tell something? me what the answer is? Yeah. And there's, um, so this came out a lot in the, in the most recent training that I did, there was talks about, you know, people's yoga teacher training experience is that not just the 200 hours advanced trainings, you know, people who really wanted to go into like a certain style. And it was just so sad to hear so many people leaving feeling a lot more broken than they were when they went in there. And that's always a really sad thing. I have plenty of clients too that have come, like part of their therapy is about the relationships that they have in the yoga community, which is really, really sad. That is sad. And, you know, when I think about toxic positivity, and again, you know, it's like a, it's like a catch, it's a, it's a popular phrase right now. Yeah. But I think about a lot of um, Baptiste yoga. It's like a yeah. lot of these like positive jargony words that everyone just says and they don't really have meaning to everyone. Like they don't, they don't seem. And again, I, you know, this is my observation from going through some of this training, practicing this yoga, taking time away. And then every now and then coming back to a class and hearing like some of the same if you can, you must be a yes. Like, <laughs> oh my God, like stop with that. Yeah. There's a place for it though. Like that's the thing is like, there, there's a context for it. And that's like what I think I'm glad that, you know, there's people like you in this industry who can like reframe it and go, yeah, that's like, that sucks. But it's like, if we put it in the right context, yes. then it works. But if yes. we're all just sitting in pigeon pose and you're, or in chair pose and you're just spouting this shit out, it's like, yeah, that's toxic. That's, that's disgusting. Like, why would you do that right now? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But if you're like, just making a simple, like take my situation, like an Instagram post to just be like, Hey guys, you know, like I went through this training, you know, I, you know, I I heard this really great thing that just reminded me that like all the bad things that happen to us in life, you know, like as shitty as they are, a lot of times they're the things that we'll look back on that like have helped us become the people that we are like that to me, it's all context. Like, and I think we need to bring that back more as yoga teachers. And like, I don't want to say like leaders in the community or anything like that, but like people who have been doing this for a long time to say, because I don't want people to be afraid to be positive. And I think that's what's, that's what ends up happening yeah. is people want to shut up and they don't want to say something nice because they feel like, Oh, well, if I say X, whatever, everybody's going to be like, Oh, you, what about this person? What like, yeah. And then get canceled and shit. But like what you said, like the be a yes, like all that buzzword bullshit. It's like, yeah, like, come on. Like there's certain right. times to be like, Bleh, like throw up. Yeah. That's well, and like, just again, like coming back to what's genuine, what's real, what's true for you. If you're saying these things. And again, like I've done it. Like I was teaching classes like that, where I was saying all of that stuff because I was basically told like, if you don't teach it this way, then you're not really teaching it. And this doesn't just live within yoga. This lives within therapy modalities. It's another really sad thing. Like there's very like, well, if you're not doing it this way, then it's not right. And you might as well not even say that you're doing it. And so this is like, it's less about what role we're in. I mean, it's important to consider if you're in a role where you have a following, if you're in a role where you're of service, where you're helping people, if you're in a role where you work with other people, like teachers, oh my God, like doctors, especially. But just if you're, if you're in these roles where you're interacting with other people, which is pretty much every human, 
then it's more about like, can you sit back and consider what the other person's side might yeah. look like? And is there anything that you might change or do different based on that? You yeah. can't live your life. And even like the idea of trauma informed, like I wouldn't consider trauma informed work or trauma aware, whatever we want to call it. I wouldn't consider it delicate or fragilizing or like having to put kitty gloves on or anything like that. Yeah. I do think it more comes from just being aware and intentional and yeah. also embracing the fact that like, we're all going to screw it up. Yeah. Whatever role you're in, we're all going to screw it up. Not just with our students, with our partners, with our kid. my God, like parenting. Yeah. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. We can get it <laughs> all the time, you know? And so like, can we reflect on the fact that we've screwed up and then repair it? Like that is, we can call that so many things. That's trauma informed. It's collective healing. That's within yoga philosophy. Like that is where people can connect and come together and really create a better place to be living and being like as an entire community, whatever role that we're in. This episode is brought to you by Rebel Mente and the Embodied Healing Training. It's a 15-hour training for yoga teachers, helping professionals, educators, and really anybody that wants to have a positive influence on somebody they know, or maybe even themselves if they've endured some sort of trauma. When I was a new yoga teacher, I thought that I was set in being able to help utilize yoga with my trauma clients because I was already a trained mental health professional at that point. And so finishing yoga teacher training, I thought, okay, I can just put these things together and that'll be fine. Turns out that that wasn't true and I had to fill in a lot of gaps and I took a deep dive into training to help get to where I am today. On the other side, in my clinical work, I knew that there were many clients of mine who would say things like, well, I logically get why I shouldn't feel this way anymore, but I still feel this way in my body. And so it just seemed like there was a branch missing to connect mind and body and they needed more somatic resources. So all of that has brought me to now I created the embodied healing training to help other professionals with these same kind of problems. And the training is held in person March 10th through the 12th. It's 15 hours long and it'll be at the DBT of South Jersey Yoga Studio. You can find all of the information and sign up on rebelmente.com under the yoga tab. Make sure to sign up as soon as you can because there's only a small amount of spots available. Can't wait to see you there. And so I would say for you, like, think less about what are the things that I'm supposed to do and instead channel, like, what are the things that I'm doing to help people feel safe and connected? And many yeah. of those things you do already. And I think even being able to take her perspective after and be like, yeah. you know, I felt really, this set me off a little bit. Like I yeah. felt defensive at first. <laughs> I got hot, like my ears got yeah. hot. Yeah. Like, How dare you? Like, yeah. You know, like yeah. But to be able to stop and then be like, you know what? I can see her side of it. The hard thing about context is like, we're not going to, you're totally right. Both of these things are true. We're not going to have the context for everyone. And at the same time, are we willing to, to go there anyway? Like, are we willing to put ourselves out there for people knowing that like, you, you know, I put this post up and nope, like, I think we, we're missing the mark here without invalidating the other person to the best of our ability, which is like, that might look something like, I'm sorry this didn't land for you the way that I intended and I Basically hope it what does. I said, too. Yeah, you know like I, like, I hope hey, at I'm some like, point it does, yeah. you know. Yeah, I I was I was uh, I wasn't apologetic because I didn't want to I had nothing to apologize for. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't sorry that I made that post. I said mm -hmm. that I was sorry that she went through those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like I'm sorry that you have experienced x y and z or whatever it is to to make you feel this way right now, obviously yeah. you've taken out of context and you're mm -hmm. not paying attention to, to that part of it. I hope that through whatever work you see, you know, my side of these things. And, you know, we went in like, we didn't really go into a back and forth. Cause I was just like, I didn't want to get into a back and forth because there's no reason to, because it's like, yeah. what are we going to do? She's going to think I'm wrong. I'm going to think she's wrong. And it's just mm -hmm. like, well, Hey, it, it really at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because I believe in what I said, you believe in what you said. And I just hope that we both can take ownership for ourselves and what we're saying and then do work, you know? And that's like why I, I messaged you immediately because it's like, okay, well, how can I use this as a chance to do work for myself? Mm -hmm. As a white man, white straight man, how can I use this as a way to do work on myself? So I make sure that like, I don't say things that are going to hurt people more, that I'm going to lift more people up. Like it's all about how I can take all of, I'm literally doing what my post said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like literally yeah. taking, taking a situation that was challenging and going, 
okay, well, how can I extract the most knowledge out of this so that like, maybe I can help another person with it. So I don't make the same mistake twice, or I can be more compassionate to a person who isn't being compassionate to me, you know, and that's like always been like the teachings that I've loved the most about yoga. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be a yoga teacher if I wasn't compassionate in that moment. If I would have like gave her the business, like, right. What does that prove? Like, yeah. I, like she's still, she's going to be like, well, yeah, well, we'll look. Here it you, is. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, yeah. you're doing exactly what I said I would do, you know? Do you think, so I'm going to push you a little bit because you okay. asked me to. So, okay, cool. I guess I'm wondering, what does it feel like for you to, we're using this post as an example. What would it feel like for you to say, I'm sorry you went through that. And I'm sorry that you felt this way. Good luck. I hope you have mm-hmm. a better day without saying you took it out of context like without having any part of you that needs to be right? Like, how does that feel for you? Really? If I didn't say, hey, you took it out of context, I wouldn't care because I know that she took it out. I know that person took it out of context. You know, like, like, I don't need another person. The validation or anything. I don't don't need need that at all. Because I know, because really yoga is about truth, right? Like, Mm -hmm. in my eyes, like, we're trying to get to the truth. I know the truth of the matter is this person is hurt. This person mm-hmm. is upset at what I said. And ultimately, I'm not going to sway their opinion on an Instagram post. So like, that's the truth. Yeah. You know, like, like when we get down to the very, very basics of it, that's what I'm always trying to find is the truth in the situation, right? Because like, that's what yoga is always trying to teach us is we need to have a really, really good relationship with what is actually true. Not what I want to be true. Not what I want out of the situation. What is the situation? So the thing to consider would be that the truth is relevant to you in your life with your experiences. So just as it's true for you, it's true for her. Absolutely. That she is. And so, so the thing to consider, not just like for you, yeah, for yoga teachers, for everyone, but just for yourself and like the things that you're working on healing and balancing and all of this is looking at how these two things are in opposition, but both have truth in them. And Mm -hmm. if they both have truth in them, one doesn't necessarily weigh more than the other. So it's like she comes in and she sees this and it is real for her that she sees your post and she feels completely like, what the hell? Like he's up here telling people that they need to go get through whatever they've been and pull something out of it. And that's true for her. And, And the truth and what's truth on your side is that you're posting this, you're coming off a training. It felt really good. You want to share that with other people and your intentions behind it are pure. And so it's like, can you hold the story ending there where it's like her truth is there and her truth is valid. And my truth is there. And my truth is valid without having to justify it, prove it, whatever. And just kind of like sitting with these two things that are in opposition, because there are plenty of things that validate why separate from whatever she's been through even within the yoga community there are all of these things that validate like why someone would feel like that and that can be true without having to prove it otherwise does that make sense like it sounds it sounds like kind of cyclical but it's like and it's not it's not so far from what you're talking about i just think like when we have the urge to and i get why you do i mean it's like the premise of this whole show yeah when we have the urge to like explain, justify, defend. It's like, is there still something there where you're like, I got to protect this part of me and let people know that, hey, this is really you and your business. Where what what we're talking about, even with like the idea of compassion, compassion doesn't fix people. We don't show compassion because it fixed people. We we show compassion because people are hurting. So even if I am triggered by what you said or I'm upset by what you said, I'm still going to like, I'm going to send love out and not in a way where it's like, yeah, I'm going to go send love for you. And hopefully you go to therapy and I'm going to come over, (laughs) you know what I mean? But like genuinely like opening yourself up and, and praying or meditating on, I want better for the world. I don't want people to see my posts and think things like that, you know, while also balancing with, and I'm not going to change my style of teaching or any, any of those things, because I really think that in my heart of hearts, this is true for me. This is genuine. This is real. And I put it out there to help people. And I hope that it continues to do that. Totally. And that's like what, that's one of the reasons why with it, I wasn't overly bothered by it. Like, yeah, I was triggered by it, but it was like, I was using that as like a learning experience. Yeah. But ultimately at the end of the day, it was just like, really, I wouldn't have changed one word of it. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like oh, if you yeah. want me to, po- if you want me sure. to post it every single day, I would post it every single day because I wholeheartedly believe that mm-hmm. as human beings, like part of our job is to take the things that happen to us, learn and evolve. Right. Mm-hmm. And whether that thing is good or whether that thing is bad, it's not up to me. It's just, it is what it is. We could take all the things that happen to us. I could take all, I did take all the bad things that happened to me and use them for bad for a long time. And then I was like, right. Oh wait, I could use those for good instead. Like that's a really cool, that's amazing thing. So it's like yeah. up to us in our timeline to decide when we want to take that thing, whenever we feel, I guess, healed from it is a good, as an okay word to use. Like when mm-hmm. you have, cause that was another thing too. It's like, I don't even know if we true, we don't ever really heal. You know what I mean? I think it's just, we get, we're going like it keeps happening. We get acclimated to that and it just becomes a part of us and it's no longer like weighty or the hurt isn't as bad as it, as it was because of time and because of work and because of therapy and yoga or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. And it's like, and that's the thing is like, you know, when it comes to yoga and healing and trauma and all the stuff and like pain, it's all things that are, whether we have to endure, they don't go away. You know, like you don't, you don't ever get over the loss of a loved one. Just time Mm -hmm. goes on. You don't ever get over the thing that, that hurt you really bad when you were young. You don't get over it. You don't heal from it. You live with it. It sits with you. It's like the samskara thing, like in yoga, it's like, it's something that's, that's always, it's always going to be a scar on you and in you. It's not something that's ever going to go away. It's just something that you accept and you go, okay, well, this is mine. Hopefully. And I mean, I think that when people get to that point, that is what healing looks like. I agree. I don't think that healing's like, I've arrived and now I feel better. And even the difference of like samskaras and whatever the Sanskrit word for like a gaping open wound would be, right? Like I can speak about things that have happened to me, but it's going to be a lot harder for me to rein it in on things that are going on in my life right now. Like if I'm dealing with something that's open and I'm sure there are probably times that you can reflect on where you would have I don't know. I mean, do you think like there might have been times where you were struggling, where you would have seen a post like yours and been like, uh, no, I don't think so. Like find the good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Because I'm a human being and like, Mm -hmm. you know, something could trigger me at any given time that like I could look back on and go, oh, well, the reason why that happened or I saw that and I felt that way is because I was in this position, right? I didn't, Mm -hmm. and I didn't have the knowledge that I have right now. I didn't, I wasn't evolved enough to see because I'm sure there was times where, I was growing up that someone was trying to give me wisdom and I just pissed it You're away like, no, because, thank you. because yeah. I wasn't in the right headspace to receive, you know what right. I mean? And I think that that's something that happens to us as we age and we evolve and we go through all of these things over and over again. And I think with going through pain consistently and over and over and over again, you start to become, you start to have this different viewpoint of the negative things that happen to you in your life. And I think it's just a switch that goes off as you get older. It's just like when you, lose people when you get hurt when you you know you have trauma that happens to your body or to your mind or Mm -hmm. towards relationships or whatever it is you just start to realize that like it's life yeah like what what are we to do besides endure these things Mm -hmm. and try to still despite all the suffering that we go through not become bitter not become resentful not have any of those negative things like despite your suffering can you still be a pleasant person? Can you still be loving? Can you still be compassionate? It's like these very, I don't want to say, I hate saying it, but like religious tenants, like Christ-like tenants of like, Mm -hmm. despite all the shit that's ever happened to me, can I still look at you and tell you that I hope, I hope well for you? Can I look at this person who just confronted me and Mm -hmm. was mad at me? Can I still go like with a, with a pure heart and go, I hope that you heal. I hope that every, I hope that you get through whatever it is that you're going to get through. And to say it in a way, or like to believe it, like you said, with a whole heart, as opposed to being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you might want to call your therapist about this, yeah. but I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray yeah. for you. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, it's not that, that vibe. That, that aspect of it yeah. where you're like, yeah, you should get some help. But it's just like, no, I really hope that you you heal from that. Like, yeah. I really hope that you Like, get it doesn't what, hurt you in this way anymore. Yeah. Because, like, I've, I've talked about it so many times with, like, my students is, like, I think that's part of the game is, like, not becoming, like, despite your suffering, despite burdens, despite loss, despite tragedy, despite everything, can you still be you? Like, can you still be loving? Can you still be compassionate? Can you still have empathy? Can you still have strength? Can you still have courage? Can you still have all of these things despite loss, despite 
hatred. Like that's the, the people who are super enlightened are the ones that can do that, who can endure the suffering and know that like, one, it's temporary, right? right? It's, yeah, it might be a day. Yeah, it might be 20 years, but it's like, it's not up to you to like decide how long your suffering yeah. is, you know? Right. So it's like, you, you have to look at life like that sometimes and just, it's going to be, it's going to be hard and it's going to suck. And like, it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Like it's going to be all over the place. All of those things. You have to go through all the motions that you have to go through. And I just want people at the end of the day to just still be pleasant and loving and compassionate, even if people aren't giving that back to them, because that's how, because what's the, what's the alternative, right? Like, and that's what I said in that post is like, what's the alternative? Mm-hmm. What's the alternative? If you're not going to take something, if something really, really bad happens to you, right? And you don't try to channel that into your being, accept it, and then try to use it for something good. What's the alternative? Yeah. You sit with it and then you sit with your trauma and then your trauma becomes your identity. And then it becomes something that you start pointing out and everybody else, you never let enough time pass so that you could heal and move on and move forward and I can speak to that because that's what I did for so long. I was just a shithead for so long because I was like, oh, all these bad things happened to me. Now I have a right to like be mean to people because I had this, these things happen to me X, Y, and Z through my childhood. So it's like, it's like, no, like you need to, it's either you take it and you make something good out of it or you take it and you sit with it and you let it, and you let it just like entropy who you are as a person. Yeah, it's hard. And you know, the even the, the, you know, you said like the enlightened people are the people who are making something out of it. There's plenty of skills in that are drawn from Buddhism, even that are a part of DBT, like creating meaning out of what you go through is the only way to really like not suffer. Like we're all going to have painful things happen in life, but we don't have to suffer. And when we resist what's happening, then we suffer more. So there's all of these things that are definitely fitting. And then there's always the other side, which is like, and the most enlightened people will stay curious. They'll keep learning. They'll keep reflecting. And they're still going to fuck up too. Like they're yeah. going to fuck up too. And and when they're on the other side, like the other side of healing, hopefully they can sit back and reflect and say, okay, wait, even there, let me let me make this right. Let me, you know, what can I learn from this situation oh, to do better for myself and, and to do better for other people? As we close up, are there any things that you think, whether it's like from that interaction, the time in between our conversation today, what's like one thing that you feel like you might do differently, you want to do differently, and that you encourage other yoga teachers to do the same? Um, nothing. No. <laughs> of no, course. No, first no. answer. You know, I'm no, totally no. good. I'm, I'm great. Everything's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty amazing, but other people really need to get their shit together. No, um, it, 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 it was a nice situation that it did. Cause like, I do look back on it with fondness because it's like, okay, well it, it forced me to take a look at myself for a mm-hmm. second and try to recognize, am I, am I not being right? Am I not being polite? Am I not being thoughtful? Am I, because my whole thing with being a teacher and stuff is like you were saying earlier, like validating people, seeing them, holding space for them, being kind to them, you know? So it's like, you know, I want people to feel good and I want people to have positive interactions with me because genuinely I really care. I really give a shit about people's mental health, their well-being, you know, how I make them feel as a yoga teacher is yeah. like, I want them to know that like I'm in their corner and that I love them and I want them mm-hmm. to do good. And they, if they support me, I support them. And that that's just how I've always wanted to be. So it was a nice situation for me to kind of turn the lens back on myself and go, okay, have I been a little too, ma- like, I don't want to say masculine because that makes it like negative, but like, have I been a little bit too harsh with my words? Have I not been sensitive? Have I done something wrong because and I want to take ownership. That, yeah. And then maybe in that situation, it was less about what your post was, but the point of reflection or the point of growth for you might be like, and even if I feel like that was the right thing, can I still hold compassion and empathy for this person and where she's come from, as opposed to feeling the need to like, say, you know, well, this isn't really about me. This is about, this is kind of like your problem because in everything that you wish for people, students, whoever, that's in line with that, right? And so maybe it's not even, it's, I don't think it's really about the the post or apologizing for the post or anything like that, but it's like, can you sit back and even like sit in that discomfort of like, somebody didn't like what I put out. Yeah. And can I feel for them without defending myself? Because when I defend myself inherently, I'm kind of like invalidating their place, whether I felt like I was wrong or right. And it's yeah. so hard because it's it's easy to be like, 
Yeah, but I just want to end with like knowing that I, I'm not going to change it because it was right. And I did have the positive intentions. Like, but you, you know all of that already. That part's yeah. separate. You know, it's yeah. like somebody came and, and they felt hurt by what you said, even without your intent. And, and who knows? You could have said something that was like a really asshole thing and still have felt the same way. Like, well, I didn't have the intention behind it. And, and so, <laughs> so that's what it is. So it's like, I think when it comes to being, I, I don't even like, I don't like using the words trauma-informed. I'm looking for like new names for the training. <laughs> I wanted to know about that too. Like, just because it feels so, it just feels so like, it just feels so overused. To me, that training is about being a good human in the world, in whatever space you're in, holding space for other people, acknowledging, staying curious, calling in instead of calling out, being willing to learn instead of being like, I've, I'm good, I know everything, there's not anything you're going to teach me. If you have the willingness to show up for other people and be a good human, then that's the work that you're doing, at least yeah. in this in this particular training. And it's focused on yoga teachers doing that because they hit a lot of speed bumps. And unfortunately, they've been, they've been taught a lot of things that don't acknowledge and respect humans as humans. Yeah. And so that's just like a long end. Nah, nah. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm glad that you're I'm glad that you're speaking to that, because I think that a lot of yoga teachers think they need. I don't want to say they need to, I don't want to take like business away from you, but like, like, like you do need to be smart about how your words, but I love how you're but trying to, but you don't to, need I, to I, know everything. Yeah. yeah like you I don't need to be saying. a therapist, but like, if, right. Like you, you saying that I'm doing an okay job at it just inherent, like by default mm -hmm. is like really nice to know because I've always wanted to make people to feel welcome when they come in, regardless of sex, gender, race, mm -hmm. sexual orientation, whatever. I'm, o I'm always accepting whatever you're wearing, whoever, mm -hmm. you're, whoever you're with. If you're an asshole, though, then you can right. kick rocks and you can get out. Like right. if you, if you want to be confrontational, like I would love to be confrontational with you about whatever issue you have. Mm -hmm. But so if you can't be accepting of other people and their voice and what they feel, then it's right. like, that's not tolerated. Yeah. And then, I mean, here. that's that. And that's not in line with whatever I would call my training or any, yeah. or any of that space, yoga philosophy, yoga principle. I agree. I think that teachers do when they come into the training, I think many of them are like pleasantly surprised to hear that some of the things are so simple. There are small changes that a lot of yeah. people can make to be a, a better human, a better space holder something that people ask me all the time is like, what do I do if someone gets triggered? And I can walk them through like what you might do after to help somebody out. Yeah. But the other side is like, unless you're going to somewhere specific, if you're teaching general classes, you're going to keep teaching general classes. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe don't put R. Kelly in your playlist. Like that would be a no. <laughs> um, so like there are, there are things, but like for the most part, you're not dramatically changing it. And I think that's what you're speaking to. It's like, you don't want yoga teachers to come out and feel scared to teach or to be themselves or to hold space. And I fully agree. I don't think they should. I also think that unfortunately there's a lot of like undoing that has to happen, unlearning for certain people who have gone through certain trainings yeah. to, to help them to just be better humans. And I think a lot of people are also looking for permission to do that, yeah. which is unfortunate. Like whatever, you know, the training that you went through, You've gone through that and you've made your own, like, this is what I do and this is how I do it. And I don't really need anybody else's permission to do things differently. And I hope more yoga teachers fall into, this is what works for me and this makes sense for me and this feels authentic yeah. as opposed to these are the rules because, and I think a lot of people come out of training feeling scared. Like, yeah. oh my God, is someone going to come in here and tell me that I'm doing, and it's the same in there. It's the same therapist, same thing. Like is someone going to come in here and tell me I'm not doing DBT correctly and like arrest me. And it's like, no, <laughs> you know, don't go completely rogue off the charts, but like, yeah. So I, I agree. I think we can keep talking about this forever. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? So I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear, because we're talking a lot about, you know, you and I are in the same community, the same area. So I'll be interested to hear what other yoga teachers take in and how yeah. they reflect from this. And I'm waiting for you to sign up to come to my training, Justin. <laughs> like, don't, I'm going to completely call you out. Be like, you know, you why do you show hand, up? When you, when you do a handstand in my class, then I'll, I'll oh, sign up. Oh, <laughs> God. That feels yeah. attacked, Ooh. attacked. <laughs> no, but I, 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 lastly, I just hope yoga teachers try to be themselves a little bit more and don't be afraid to be yourself. Like if you just respect the people in the room and you like generally care about their well-being, then like don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't think you got to yeah. be somebody else and be positive even if it's like disgustingly positive, if it's you and it's like 
who it's you real. are mm-hmm. and it's real, then don't worry about someone calling you out for being toxic or whatever. Because if I'm toxically positive, I don't give a shit because I want people to feel like someone's in their corner because most people don't have somebody in their corner. So if they can come into my class for an hour or read one of my Instagram posts and they feel like, oh, this person like actually genuinely wants me to be happy and genuinely wants me to succeed in this one hour and feel good, that might be the only hour of the day that they feel good. So like if you're teaching them and that's something you want to like bring forth in your teaching, like don't be, don't be scared. And that's like something that I teach my teachers is your job is to see potential, not to see what's wrong. And your job is to be their cheerleader and to, to have their back. It's not to tear them down ever. We're not there to make them feel like shit about themselves. There's plenty of other things, advertisements, culture, family members who are already doing those things. Our, our job is to have their back, make them feel seen, make them feel like they can fucking take on the world. And you're there to support them at the same exact time. And to be okay with like, you don't have to be for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't have to and be for everybody. Fail, and there's cool. no, there's no, like, no shade to if you don't want to come back. Like, that's totally no. fine. And I think just having this, like, way of, like, knowing that and owning that, like, take what fits and leave what, like, this might, I say things, you know, on the podcast, it's an interesting thing, because I'm always like, I have moments and I've gotten a lot better at it. But like, I'm out here just talking about whatever I want to talk about, knowing yeah. I have a business, I, you know, it's like, there's a part of in that my family listens to this. There's parts of me that's like, <laughs> I don't know, Shaylin, like maybe you shouldn't say that because, yeah. you know, you have a job and you need to make money or whatever. <laughs> people stop, people stop, they stop liking you or whatever that is. But like, I'm I'm also very okay with like, this isn't for everyone. And I hope that you take what helps you and I hope that you leave everything else. And, you know, there's no shame with that. So another thing for teachers to be thinking about is like, you don't have to be for everyone. You don't have to get yeah. it right. As a matter of fact, let's work on (laughs) let's work on not getting it right because like the more that we can embrace that and talk about mistakes, like that's that's smashing all of the ideals around perfectionism and all of the stuff that does come out as toxic. That in itself will be one way to like just you know smash that. Like don't don't worry about it. That's why I wanted to talk to you about it because I figure me and you could try to expand that conversation so it's not just like yoga teachers thinking about it or people just pointing their finger at with one other person being like, Oh, well this teacher is like, like that bull, like that backstabby kind of bullshit and just be like, no, like we can like hold a bigger space. Like it doesn't have to be you sitting there feeling bad about yourself or you second guessing yourself. Like you should be able to fuck up and and, like be redeemed. Like how, how else are we going to learn? And that's why I did want to talk to you about it. Cause it's like, yo, did I, did I mess up? Like, can you help me learn something right now? You know, like Mm -hmm. if, if we can have that conversation between me and you, then maybe another yoga teacher or another person, whoever, maybe they say something wrong and they go, yo, I said that wrong. Can can we talk about that? Right. Instead of just feeling shame. And right. like, and, and then not saying anything. Not saying anything. And then it lives there. Yep. Yeah. Can we just like have a conversation and go, oh, well, thank you for teaching me that about myself or about this situation. I'm going to look at it from a different lens now and maybe hopefully never make that mistake again. But if I do, I hope you can forgive me. You know, yeah. like, and I think if we start having more conversations like that, less people feel scared to be themselves because they're going to get canceled or and canceled is this is a, a gross word to use, but just like shunned or shamed or yeah. God forbid they just never flourish into themselves because they're so afraid to make a mistake or say something wrong and trigger somebody that they're just like they're just gonna play small. You right. know what I mean? Like I like I have a big personality and I want to have a big personality. I don't want to be like all the other yoga teachers. I want to yeah. be myself. And so when I do fuck up or I do say something wrong, I go I really hope that you can forgive me for saying that I was wrong. Like, and I think that, you know, us taking ownership and talking about ownership and starting to have these conversations, maybe we'll start to kind of open that up for other people that maybe they can go, Hey, you know, like I said, I said that in class and maybe that wasn't very sensitive to me. I apologize. Let's yeah. move on from that. You know, like, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm thankful for you to like hold space for me to talk about it and help me in that situation. And just like be there for me in a time where I was just like, what is this doing to me, Shay? <laughs> like, why, like, why is this happening to me? Like, what, am I wrong? Like, because like part of you wants to be like, 
not that I needed validation. I just needed somebody else's point of view of the situation, yeah. like a neutral person to be like, yeah. yo, man, you were being a piece of shit, <laughs> you know, like, because I knew that you would say it. I knew that you would be like, if I was wrong, you'd be like, Justin, you were, you definitely weren't right right there. You need to take a look at that, you know, so it's, it's good to have friends like you. And I hope that other people, you know, have somebody in their life that they can get an honest opinion from who's not going to shame them. And I appreciate you like being honest with me and kind to me in that situation. Yeah. I'm glad we talked about it. And I appreciate you opening yourself up in this way. Talk about like opening things that you feel (laughs) maybe self-critical about. It's like, this is open for everyone to hear and see. So thanks again for coming on. And we hope that people tag us and let us know what you guys think about the episode. You can find me at Rebel Mente and you can find Justin at The Tattooed Yogi. The Tattooed Yogi, right? The Tattooed Yogi. On Instagram. All right, everyone. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That's today's episode, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Tea Talk. I hope that your cup of tea is full today and that you were able to pull something out of this for yourself. If you know someone that needs to hear this episode, please send it their way. And let me know what you're thinking by sending me a message on Instagram. I love hearing from you all. And make sure to follow the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you are loving what you're hearing, please leave me a review and a rating. It would mean so much. All right, friends, take good care and I will see you next time.